Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning into this episode of Time to BS Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to tune into our other shows at Unhinged Sports Network, like Air Raid Attack, The J Morning Show, and much more. That's unhingedsn.com. It's time to BS, a U Stadium podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, for those of you catching us on this wonderful... Now, you may listen to us on Friday. You may have enjoyed your Thanksgiving. You may be enjoying your Thanksgiving leftovers for breakfast or lunch, potentially leftovers for dinner. But regardless, we are here on this wonderful Friday afternoon here on Unhinged Sports Network. Uh, Kyle is here, I am here, John is here, and so is our walking encyclopedia, Ryan. <laughs> guys, how you guys doing? Good. We're good, I'm good at least. I can't speak for everybody, but I'm good. Yeah. It's great out here in Arizona. That's oh, you still got good. golf weather, you're lucky. Yeah, it's a little chilly at night, but yeah. You're in the middle of the desert. Do you well, golf at all? You gotta right golf right in Arizona. You have to golf at Arizona, Ryan. I'm also a broke college student, so. Okay, there. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's yeah, this fair. is fair. Yeah, so we have a uh, ton of football stuff to get to today. Um, biggest news of the day: uh, Joe Burrow, the top quarterback selected in the and the top overall pick selected in this past draft, is out for the season with not only with the I guess you can call it the Teddy Bridgewater injury. Uh, torn ACL, torn MCL, plus severe structural damage to his knee. So, I now beg the question to you guys. We all know the Bengals are probably going to finish fifth overall, potentially in the NFL draft slots, or depending on how Brandon Allen or depending on how Brandon Allen or Ryan Finley do uh, leading this team. But let's play a little. Uh, let's play a little game. What let's predict the Bengals offseason now that Joe Burrow is like dead. Let's like Joe Burrow is uh he's on crutches. So let's let's have some fun with predicting the, the Bengals offseason potential acquisitions. Uh well, I'll tell you one thing, if I'm the GM of the Bengals, I go all in on offensive linemen right now to make sure this doesn't happen again. Absolutely. Problem Absolutely. is, problem is with the Bengals, uh, they don't have a, a general manager. Their their de facto GM is the owner of the Bengals, Mike yeah, Brown. One of the worst owners in NFL history. Yeah, you could argue that. Yeah, yeah because they put, they knew going into this season that offensive line was a flawed line. It was really knew, flawed. Everyone knew that. Yeah, everyone really flawed. Knew that and they. And they decided to throw him right away at that, like out there, like, on that offensive line with no preseason, limited training camp, and then are shocked when he got hurt. I want to point out that T. Higgins, their number thirty-three pick, wide receiver out of Clemson, has been phenomenal. He's been one of yes. the rookies. They don't talk about him because he's on the Bengals, but 
I still can't believe they didn't take Josh Jones at 33. And then at 65, uh, was it Logan Wilson, the linebacker from Wyoming? He's been good. I still can't believe they took, didn't take Josh Jones. I was appalled. I, I thought that was a slam dunk pick. I had Jones' offensive tackle five. And I, I'm so shocked that he ended up, in, ended up in Arizona. Is he even <clears throat> starting for the Cardinals? No, he's not. Uh, he's I not. He's, he's like the he's like the when George Fant was in Seattle. You know, like the six yeah, offensive yeah, yeah. linemen. He's like, like that, that de facto sort of tight end offensive lineman. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, exactly. So I he hasn't you. had too many snaps this year. No, I mean, he's a good player. He was a good player coming out of Houston. Um, I thought he'd be, you know, I thought he would be in Seattle's lap if Isaiah Wilson wasn't there. But, yeah, you you take your quarterback first overall, you protect him. It's a shame, dude. It's a shame. It's a snake-bitten franchise. I've been a part of one for my whole life. Yeah. It's If these things happen... At the same time, like, are you going to do the same shit over again? Yeah, because they, it's their fault for not protecting him when they had opportunities. They did and with Carson Palmer, big, too. If, if you look at Sam Darnold with the Jets, it's the same thing. It's yep. just God bless ben, Brandon Bean and, and Sean McDermott because I had the same thing happen to me forever. You could take any – I could have gotten Peyton Manning and ruined him. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, there was a time where the Bills were highly dysfunctional. I mean, 25 years. Not yeah. a time. 25 years. We're talking decades. Yep. Hey, 25 years? Because I was thinking from after the uh, Music City Miracle, like the years yeah, after that. Yeah, that's 25 years to basically to, now. Like, I would say when... I would say they were, became functional in 2017. Hell, the Giants won two Super Bowls, and they're sort of dysfunctional when you look at them. So, 20, so yeah, 1999 to 2017, how long is that? 25, 28 20, years, 28 years. But 1999 yeah. to 2017? 99 to 2017, and uh, like 18, 18 years. years. My math is wrong, okay. Yeah, 18 years. Yeah, 99, 20, figure out That's a fine they, on my part. They still haven't won the AFC East since Although they should yeah. win it this year, they should they're, win it this year. The, yeah, well, nothing is nothing is promised. I'll tell you that. With the, being a fan of this team, I can promise you nothing is promised. It seems weird. Miami is only a game back. Especially well, they're, more, they're they technically more than a game back. They're they're technically two games back. Well, they do have a the second meeting with Buffalo though, so they can in fight. January in Buffalo and Josh Allen. In, ja- in January in Buffalo, there's no way Miami is going to pull that off. Not, well, it's better. not just that. It's just Josh Allen absolutely fucking owns them. It's like a Brady-Bills situation going on. Like, Allen plays his best football. Against, there's something about that defense that he just absolutely destroys. All right, but, like, we're going off topic a little bit. Uh, if you could uh, – we'll, uh, we'll start with John first. Yeah, well, you got my answer. Offensive line, the whole, just anybody who. Yeah, I mean that would be the, that would be the simplest one. You have to fix the offensive line. I mean, if they pick fifth, I mean, if they pick fifth or lower, I mean, the Oregon tackle, Penny Sewell, if he's there, that's the, the thing. The whole thing is the whole thing is you have to make sure next season that Joe Burrow virtually does not get touched. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. 
the game plan. That's who cares how many games you win. Get him through a fucking season. He was on pace yeah. to put in perspective. Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. Joe Burrow was on pace to break every single rookie passing record this season, right? Uh, I'm gonna check that because I know heading into the season, I certainly predicted that he would. I don't know if the touchdown production's been there. Yeah, he only has 13 touchdowns in 10 games. The record's 27. So unless he like hit another gear. He's not going to get yeah, that. take a lot from him. Uh, the passing yards, he would have been on pace for 4,300. Luck in 2012 has the record. I'm looking that up now. and that, So he would have fallen about 70 yards short. So uh, he would have been close to the yards record, touchdowns record. I don't, I don't think, think he would have gotten any of that, but he was still fucking promising. He was, he playing, still... a very, he was playing very well. Especially Behind a shit line. He was in. Like, I... I said he was the best quarterback in the AFC North by week three or week four. Well, Big Ben. Oh, I mean, uh, You have to give it to Big Ben. Look at the difference in record and team and and since he's, you know. By the way, let's check up on Uh, Ellie if we get the chance and hear 10-0 Steelers. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the team is 10-0. Come on. You know, you got to give him some credit. Do I think he's going to hold up the whole way? Absolutely not. Big Ben is about to take a fucking nosedive. I know it. Well, Ben's been really good. It's just the things that Burrow does as a rookie, like, he didn't look like a rookie. There was, I watched every Bengals game. There was maybe two well, throws. Do you remember Big Ben as a tyke? Do you remember Big Ben as a tyke? What, he won a Super Bowl his second year? Well, yes, and he went 13-0 his first year and then lost to the Patriots. Great, great. Great supporting cast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, much better than the Bengals. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, not 100%. even... 100%. Like, yeah. So, like, that helped him a lot. Like, Besides like, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers are the best run organization in the AFC. Pats? Yeah, like no. Pats. Well, no, yeah, one, one, one of the best... Or- I think the Steelers over the Pats. Um, you have the history of the Patriots going back to the 70s. So. Yeah, but there, there's... Yeah, that's You also have to account for... You also have to account for scandal and bullshit. True. Well, true. he did true, say true. excluding Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. I did. I did. Yeah, the I did red flags. yeah, yeah but the Steelers bullshit. got the most out of them and got rid of them as soon as they became problems. Yeah. You know? You won a Super Bowl yeah, with them. them. It doesn't matter. You don't. They won their Super Bowls. They got amongst the most in the NFL. I mean, you have a Hall of Famer at wide receiver, a guy that would have been Hall of Fame if he doesn't go to the Jets and Bell. And you yeah, but got guys who have CTE. You have well, you have one guy who has CTE and is out of his fucking mind, and you got another diva, and they're ten and zero right now without him. And Tomlin yeah, coached his ass off defense. last year. Tomlin had nothing but backups last year, and he coached his fucking ass off. I think we can all agree on yep. that. There's so no he, way you he's can. He's a great yep. coach. He what he did last year was, was phenomenal. What he did last year, was, there's no it's just phenomenal. Ryan, no Raven Steelers hate for this one. Be honest with us. Oh, absolutely. I, but the no... Ravens are uh, an extremely good run organization too for a long time yes there's there's no raven steelers thing here i'm just pointing out that i i think 
New England for the last 20 years has been run better than Pittsburgh. Now, if you go, yeah. if you extend yeah, that, but there's farther, no questions okay, about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. There's no questions on character about Pittsburgh. The questions of character on the Patriots is they did a bunch of shady shit that helped them tip the scales, and they got caught, and they got fined, and they got draft picks taken away, and it should have been more. And there was evidence during the Super Bowl that got burned. And right. you don't burn something without a ridiculous amount of guilt. You don't burn something unless you did something really wrong. Yep. And for the NFL to have no excuses other than we burned it? What? That's the best you could do is we burn the evidence? That's like the most incriminating thing you could say. That's like going into a murder trial and saying, I mean, yeah, I pulled the trigger, but the bullet did the rest. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Okay. Bit of a bit of an obscure reference, but I got it. <laughs> well, you get my point. No, I do get your point. Yeah. All right, all right. Moving on. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, the Dolphins' quarterback, was uh, was pulled last week in Denver for in favor of Ryan Fitzmagic or Fitzception or Fitzbeardrick or however you want to call him. Whatever uh, week it is, Harvard man. What? Whatever week it is, Harvard man. Oh, I thought you said Armor Man. I like the. What oh, are you no. talking about? <laughs> no, in every broadcast, the broadcasters are legally obligated to say that he went to Harvard. Oh, yeah, this is true. They say every broadcast. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah. All right. Big deal, no deal, or very little deal that Tua gets pulled? Pretty big deal. Big deal. Um, it shows that Flores will be willing to pull him if it means winning games. He's going yeah, to that's a big deal. That's a, that's a gutsy coach right there. If Tua doesn't perform, Flores is going to pull him for fits because if he'll do what he takes to win. So I think big cojones for Flores. And if the if the Steelers don't go 16-0, my vote would go to Brian Flores for coach of the year. If the Steelers go 16-0, it's obviously Tomlin. But I love the decision by Tomlin. I'm sorry. I, I love the decision by Flores. I've been a big Tua guy. I said without the injuries, he would be a better prospect than Burrow. Burrow's been terrific, so that kind of take. I'll take the all on that one. But I think it's critical that Flores establishes himself as, and says, you know, this is my team. It doesn't matter if you're the starting quarterback because he's still the starting quarterback. That he wants the best chance to win. He knows that this Dolphins team is competitive this year, yeah. and if they had beaten the Broncos, they'd be tied with the Bills. Bills at the tiebreaker, but they'd be in the playoffs if if Tua and the offensive line don't suck against Denver. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think, I personally think Brian Flores is a really good coach. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think what he did is exactly what you should have done. He did the right thing by putting Fitz in. He handled everything well. I just don't think they're going to have the talent or the team to hang with us through the rest of the season. Even knowing they have an easier schedule... I just don't – they still have to play us at the end of it. And it's just – I don't see them winning that game. And after losing to Denver the way they did and how bad Denver has been, it's – this is a red flag. And as a anybody who's a Dolphin fan has to be a little shaken up right now. Yeah, it's an ugly loss. Because you're in the thick of shit. You're like right there. You're right there taking division – and then you lose to the Broncos, who the Bills get to. Yeah, and your rookie quarterback is benched during the game. 
Yeah, it's not so much that That's you lost to the Broncos, but it's it's still it's an the AFC they loss they too. It's an AFC they loss. Lost. So they like they played horrible. It's not like Denver but it's not even that. It's also so let's say this. Let's say they take the game in January at the end with the Bills, and they're both tied and whatever. We still got to win. If we beat the Broncos, there's another win in the AFC that gives us yeah. the tiebreak. And they lost to the Patriots week one. And you guys are Yeah, and we, that. we, I would hope we sweep the Patriots. Yep. I hope so too. And if I we hope. do, that's big. Yeah. Because the Patriots have not been impressive at all. I mean, well, let's let's face it. It was a good it was a good bye week to be a Bills fan. You watched everybody in the division lose. It was a good day to just sit back and relax. Yeah. I'll tell Although you that. the Jets are now closer to Trevor Lawrence, so there's that. But how? What are they gonna? They're gonna ruin him like everybody else. And he yeah, doesn't he even want to be there. It's Jets. even worse than Darnold because Darnold wanted. Uh, Darnold was cool with being a Jet. Trevor Lawrence doesn't even want to fucking be one to, from the jump. He might go back to school next year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what's, but what's, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, it's like he's already come out and said that he doesn't want to fucking play for them. That's just like, it's just bad from the start. Let's let's speaking of quarterbacks for the 2021 NFL draft. Let's talk about that class. Outside of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, who are the clear one and two uh, quarterbacks in that class, um, I think Zach Wilson has jumped up to three. Trey Nance, you can argue four. Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask is in there somewhere. Okay. Mac Jones of out of Alabama is in there somewhere too. Is Sam Ellinger coming out? Sam Ellinger, maybe. I I don't think yeah, he's no, a first. No, I don't no, think no, he's a first rounder. Not I don't think he's a first rounder either, but I think that kid has a lot of fucking potential. Yeah, he's got some talent. He's got a ton of talent. Uh, John, sorry about Texas Oklahoma blood, but like, even you could agree. I would even... put him like I would put him like third or fourth round. Okay, but, um, but I think he's very raw. Ryan, you and I both do draft uh, do draft talk for you stadium. Um, do you do you and I both agree that six quarterbacks in the first round likely possible? A great class, certainly. Like, we we both agree that okay, Jones and uh, uh, Lawrence and Fields are the obvious one and two. I mean, then you can argue Wilson, Nance, how Trask. good is Fields? How good is Fields? I, that's Fields. what I'm gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. I don't trust Ohio State quarterbacks. I do Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You have every reason not to. Thank every you. Ohio State quarterbacks a bust. How every reason not to? This is a thing for the NFL. How many how many Ohio State quarterbacks have turned out great in the NFL? Let's ask that question seriously. Great? How many Ohio State quarterbacks have turned out to be good quarterbacks in the National Football League? Ask yourself that question. Um, Haskins oh does not count. Oh. I mean, Pryor was okay for a little bit with the Browns. That, that's about it. With the Raiders. Oh, those are the Raiders. Uh, let's see. He, he was kind of both. There was a, a John Boyd's video that said he's the quarterback one, best running option, and wide receiver one. He was uh, that year. Yeah. Um, I'm looking on pro football reference, and outside of like Tom Tupa, who was an all-pro as a punter, 
The only other like quarterback designated player that I can see is Tom Matt, who I believe played running back. Okay, yeah, we're done a... here. We're done here. Just no, say none. Just say none. Oh, yeah. This man's okay. Here we go. It's like the this equivalent of saying Oregon produces game. good quarterbacks. There we go. So we have literally zero good Ohio State quarterbacks. Thank you. No pro ballers. Thank zero. you. I've been saying this for years. I do not trust Ohio State quarterbacks. Oh, I'm with you, bud. I'm with I'm you. With I watch. Keep. I. I'm a Penn State fan. I watch. I watch Big Ten football close. You don't need to be a Penn State fan to know that Ohio State quarterbacks are just have not done it. Yep. And, and people no were saying. And people were saying Dwayne different. Haskins was the best prospect in that draft. Well, I think Cardinal Jones was a great prospect. Cardinal Jones was awesome. And he couldn't even stay in the league. He was awesome. I thought Cardinal Jones was the best one. Yeah, he was. Me too. Me too. And, and how sad is that? Because there's just nothing there. Nothing. 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 Which is kind of amazing if you think about it. Yeah, they had how successful they've been and how long they've been around for them to produce no zero good quarterbacks. Braxton that's Miller, insane. JT Barrett, Cardell Jones, Dwayne Maybe Haskins. Another school that's produced shittier quarterbacks <laughs> with national champions. That's a blue blood. Oregon. Or but no, Justin Herbert got more done than Mine any of them. Mariota. I mean, Dan Fouts is a Hall of Famer. Is Oregon even really in this conversation? Dan Fouts is a Hall of Famer. Near Ohio State, we're talking Ohio State. You got to talk Florida State. You got to talk Florida. Penn State. Alabama. Oklahoma. I mean, let's. Alabama doesn't exactly have the greatest quarterback history. Let's also Penn State. Hall of Famer Joe Namath. Penn State too. Better than Ohio State. Joe Namath should not be in the Hall of Fame. Penn State. I, I can argue Penn State too. Penn State. I can definitely make an argument right now. Joe Namath should not be in the Hall of Fame. The only reason he's in there is for one game. Eh. That's a stretch there. I mean, if you want to judge by a career, he did not have an impressive career. I mean, at the time, though. You're talking he, at the time. There were better quarterbacks at the time. Yes, they're in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. He's not uh, Patrick Mahomes, let's be clear here. What? He's not he's not Peyton Manning, let's be clear here. Definitely. No, he's Nowhere not near. even he's not even Kerry Collins when you look at his numbers. Oh, you're throwing Penn State quarterbacks in there, are you? <laughs> you got one better than Joe Namath. I mean I mean Kerry Collins was the man for, for a very for four years here at Penn State. Kerry Collins was the man. I'm just saying, when you look he at was. Joe Namath's career numbers, they're not good. I That's mean, my only point. Okay. And if I, it wasn't, if he lost that game, he would not be in the Hall of Fame. I would say it's probably true. He did he throw more interceptions than touchdowns? So did Terry yeah. Bradshaw. So did Terry Bradshaw. Uh, Bradshaw, Bradshaw had his final season. Bradshaw ended with two more touchdowns and picks. Oh, I did? Yeah. yeah. He came back in 1983. Uh, it was tied 210 to 210, and he threw two touchdowns in one game. So okay, but still. But still
But still. Massive interception rate. He had 24 as a rookie. <laughs> 11% of his throws were intercepted. That's, oh my goodness. Yeah, That's and Joe Namath, Joe Namath threw 173 touchdowns and 220 interceptions. Yeah, that's a significant. He had a fifty a fifty point one pass uh, completion percentage. Fifty point one. Well, to be fair, that's one that's increased as yeah. Like, like if you look at his like yards per completion, completion they are from uh, guys nowadays aren't sniffing that. Well, hold on. Let's go to Terry Bradshaw. We'll go to Terry Bradshaw. So we are... need that comparison. I think you can argue Terry Bradshaw's in the. You can argue the and. There's an argument to be made that Terry Bradshaw is in the Hall of Fame because of those four Super Bowls. Absolutely. 2-12 to 2-10. It's not even up for debate. Terry Bradshaw is in because of the four rings. Yes, as well, of that 70 Steelers Absolutely, team. absolutely. Absolutely he's in for the yeah, four. A team wins four rings, of course half of them are going to be in this Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because the... people are just going to remember them from those particular games. It no, just, it's just it's it's sad because that's not what it's about. It's not that's not what the Hall of Fame is about. The Hall of Fame is about individual accomplishment. And now we're running into a point where we're getting guys blocked out because we have so many guys like them in. You know, like Calvin Johnson, Steve Tasker yeah. is the best special teamer that ever played to this day. It's 2020, and he's not in. It and, that's took... a phase of, and that's a whole phase of a game. He was the best in the whole phase of a game. It and also took, not... by the way, it also took 30 years for Kenny Easley to get in the Hall of Fame. He was the best safety in the league for a better part of 10 years. It's insane. It's insane. It doesn't make sense. It's so I have, a, I have a pitch that I want to make. How would you guys feel if the Hall of Fame, instead of being like a eternal thing, was, say, the top X at each position? And it was updated every year? Yeah. I, I, I know what you're going with here. So, like, best offensive lineman, best quarterback, best running back, receiver, tight end, etc. Yeah, so, like, the NBA yeah. top 50, but just every year it's a new top 50. No, I like that. I like that. I like that. I like because that. Because then you can, you can, like, acknowledge guys in the moment and say you're, like, Joe Namath was a Hall of Famer for 40, 50 years. But you can say Patrick Mahomes is better than him, even if you move Patrick Mahomes back to that era, or Russell Wilson, or any number of quarterbacks that are active now. Can I, I say? Be I'd be all in favor for just taking team out of the Hall of Fame and making it all individual statistics. On oh, in that case, then take Richard Dent out. Because Richard There's Dent, a bunch of people that would be out. Richard Dent had the benefit of the greatest defense who ever lived in 1985. Okay, I, I want to counter. Um, what about guys that like were excellent in the playoffs? So the, their teams were good enough to consistently get them to the playoffs, but they were the best player on the field. So, like, a tie what law. What did they do during the season? Well, in 1985, Richard Dent was an all-pro defensive end and led the NFL in sacks. So that's, if you wanted, that's so then he could be recognized. And he was the best that's player in the Super Bowl. He, yes, uh, but in 1985, the, however, however, absolutely, however, Mike Singletary was the eight, was the 1985 defensive player of the year. So, because Mike Singletary in 1985 also had a who is also in the Hall of Fame. Reasonable. Who's also yeah, in the I Hall of Fame? Both of them. 
Both of them are all time great players. Both of them are in the Hall of Fame. I think for good reason. Yes, for good reason. Both of them, formed, both of them made the '85 Bears. The '85 Bears. And also, Richard Dent won the Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers in '94. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. How many Seahawks from the Legion of Boom era began the Hall of Fame? Ooh. Uh, I can argue four of them. Four? Four. Four. Specifically on the defense. Well, first of all, the secondary. So, what? So, Wagner, Chancellor, Earl, and Sherman? Yes. Uh, Wagner, yes. I think he's uh, an unquestionable yes. Earl, probably. Earl's Earl's questionable. The only reason I wouldn't put put Earl in first ballot is because of his last few years in the league. Yeah, his recent shit. First ballot? Jesus Christ. No, I was really good in No, I Kyle, I said I don't think he's first ballot. Yeah, I know, I but like Did Earl Thomas change games? No, Cam Chancellor Thomas... did. I could argue Cam Chancellor was the best player on that defense for for the entire time they were there. Like a Troy Palamalu yes. or a, yes. or an Ed Reed? Yeah. Uh, you could argue Cam I not I don't think Cam was at that level, but he when you when you look at those teams that that they played, how many of the opposing team the quarterbacks were focusing strictly on him, Cam Chancellor? Because Cam I mean, could play everywhere. I agree with your point, and I think there's a decent argument that Cam was the best player on that defense. But at the same time, he doesn't have the accolades that stack up to like Hall of Famers. You know, he's only a four-time Pro Bowler. He only played eight seasons, and. I think if you're counting someone's Hall of Fame candidacy, you have to factor in that he was never considered the absolute peak at this position, like lots of people in the Hall of Fame were. So Richard, so we can, so I guess what you're saying is Richard Sherman would probably be the only first ballot. I think okay. Wagner would be over Sherman, but yeah, I think Sherman, I think Sherman and Wagner. You could I think argue Sherman, but not first ballot. Wagner first ballot, depending on the how crowded it is. Sherman second ballot again, depending on how crowded it is. Earl would probably get him like third or fourth. Yeah, I think Earl yeah, should probably. be at some point. Cam, I think the talent is there, just the career accolades aren't sadly. Yeah, it's true. Jeez. I yeah. mean, this is this is a lot for me to listen to. Steve I, Tasker. I don't, I, Steve I don't Tasker. see anybody but Sherman getting in. Bobby no, Wagner, maybe if he finishes strong. Yeah, I yeah, I, I can agree with Kyle on this one. Wagner has been a mess for the last couple of years. Yeah, That's I mean, this is we're talking about the Hall of Fame here. This isn't just a, a gimme. Okay, so Pro Football Reference has its Hall of Fame monitor. Uh, Wagner is currently tenth. The only non-Hall can of Fame. Can I give you something of... about? Can I give you some advice about Pro Football Focus? Fuck no, 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 no. Pro Fuck Football Reference. That. No, I'm not using PFF. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, you're so, using reference. You're using yeah, reference. Yeah, reference yeah. is fine. Okay. I like okay. reference. Okay. okay. The only non Hall of Famers ahead of Bobby Wagner are Luke Keekley, who will be first ballot, yes. Zach Thomas, who should have should yeah. be in, and Patrick Willis. First Zach ballot. Thomas should have been Jesus in Christ. Zach Thomas should have been in years ago. Luke Keekley's first ballot? I would say he's first ballot. Uh I guess. He is a defensive player of the year yeah. though. Let's give him credit I, though. Yeah, but I, I would I would say first ballot on a very thin fucking line, as close as it gets. 
not a slam dunk first ballot. Let's that's say that. That's fair. I'll give you that one. That's, that's fair. But I, I think depending on the ballot, the I, put it like this: if Luke Keekley doesn't go first ballot, nobody's going to be mad. That's fair. Again, depending on the ballot, that's fair. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, you're like talking I said before, my boy, Steve Tasker, my boy Steve Tasker was the best in the phase of a game, and he's still not in. That's an embarrassment, honestly. In the phase of a game, special teams, you saw Devin Hester's and, and Cordell Patterson's and Deion Sanders change games in this phase of the game, and he was the best to do it, and he is not in. Yep. Yep. Uh, do we have time for a weird sports story that I have uh, something for you guys? Oh, I encourage you. Okay, good. Yeah, go. So, uh, this weird sports story is sponsored by Fanatics.com. Get your favorite sports gear at the best prices today at Fanatics.com. So, uh, are you guys familiar with the Manish Mita situation going on with the New York Daily News? Slightly. I, slightly. Okay, so... Uh, Manny Shmita, uh, formerly of the New York Daily News, covered the New York Jets uh, for that for that particular paper. Um, he he's his media credentials were removed by the Jets a uh, few months back. Ryan, can you confirm this? A few months back, uh, a little while ago. I know he was a popular U Stadium topic for a while, and then he fell off. So he's had a very weird relationship in his time with the Jets. It's been weird. It's been very strange, but the point is is that he also got banned from the Jets uh, very recently, and the story why is weird, you can say, but also kind of funny in in a sense. Um, so, Joe Douglas, the general manager of the New York Jets, his past job was in Philadelphia as, I believe, the director of pro scouting for the Eagles. Whatever it was, he was darn good at it. He was damn good at it with Philadelphia. That's why he got the job with the Jets. But his kids and his fa- and the rest of his family live in Philadelphia. So, as you as you can. But um, Manish goes over to Philadelphia to get some information out of Joe Douglas's family. Now, I'm I I don't know all the information word for word. But I'm just telling you how I was told. So Manish goes to Joe Douglas's son and gets like ice cream with him or some shit and like tries to get information out of him. Did he met up with him? Yeah, I'm not kidding. And texts Joe Douglas, "Hey, listen, I'm with your son uh-huh. eating ice cream out of a Phillies out of a Phillies cap with your son. Can you get Stop. some? I'm not kidding. Look it up. <laughs> Look it up." Oh, man. That's wild. So, I believe that is how Manish got banned from the New York Jets. And if you look... I don't blame them. I don't. I don't either. It's quite funny. It's quite funny, to say the least. It's quite hysterical. He went too far. Yeah. Wow, that is well. That's just weird on another level. You went and got ice cream with another man's son. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
crazy. Like, I would shoot him. Like, if I was Joe Douglas, <laughs> I would right. shoot him. You were Craig Carton both. I heard I heard this story on, on uh, Carton and Roberts, and he said the same thing. Like, he would shoot him, right? Yeah. Like, there's no other way to handle that. It's no. like, like, you took my son for ice cream? Like, no, I'm going to kill you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. What? What? <laughs> That is, that is. Incredible. Where did this dude get the balls to do that? That's like. And also, uh, I believe it's uh, I, I forget who the other uh, reporter is that took over Manish's place, but he, but Manish was also telling his replacement to go to Jets press conferences and tell and ask Joe Douglas these questions, how you should ask it, and in which format you should ask it. Wow, it's fucked up. And then, this dude is—he's a psychopath, and you can tell from the way he covered them that he is fucking crazy. Yeah. Gee. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah like it was nothing like any other NFL covers. I he would—he would literally pick fights within that organization. Yeah, yeah, it was like nothing like I ever saw before. I agree. Nuts. Um. So that's a so that's a weird sports story for you guys. Usually, be Kyle telling these stories, but I took over. Uh, for I this like one. it. You did a great job, bud. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Uh, that's a bizarre story. Dig deep it down really the rabbit a good hole. Good one, man. Dig wow. deep down the rabbit hole. Um, so, yeah, we have some time to preview Week Twelve. Wait, so, really, ice cream out of a Philly town? <laughs> I'm not kidding. So not only not only he took a man's son for ice cream, he took him to the rival team. Like the rival team's helmet. <laughs> what? What is going on with the Jets, dude? What is going on? I don't know. I don't know. Have we ever seen a worse season out of a team? Um, I'm not sure. The seventies Bucks. We expected this shit out of the Browns, but the Jets are just taking it to a whole nother level. I mean, this the expansion Bucks were pretty the bad. The Jets since Rex Ryan have been just as bad as the Browns. Since, since like probably 2012, I I think that's absolutely fair. And even the one in 31 Browns, I I think they would be favored over the 29 or 2020 Jets. Right. How now. about the how about the expansion Buccaneers? So how about the and it's not even talent wise. It's just the culture <laughs> and what's going on. How about the expansion Buccaneers? We can argue that the, they started going 26. Yeah, they yeah. weren't they weren't competitive. Yeah, no that. It's not an NFL team. That was like a, just a like hobble. Yeah, but they were an expansion team. It's not like come. The Jets have been yeah. here how fucking long? You know, the, they they at least have an excuse. The Jets have zero excuse. There's no excuse, and they have a, a they have a franchise quarterback. They picked the same round as Josh Allen, the same round as Lamar Before Jackson. Before them. What about Josh Rosen? Yeah, keep on that Josh Rosen got drafted before both of them too. Uh, Is there really a difference between Darnold and Rosen right now? Uh, um, just one I, year I, before they flame out. That's the only difference. I think I, at least Rosen might get a fresh start at some point. With the Patriots. Uh, I don't Come know about on. That one. No one's. <laughs> on, I'm only. Okay, fine. I'll sign him. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen to the Seahawks. Done. Oh, my. Back up Wilson. Yeah, that's an easy... I could back up Russell Wilson right now, bud. Who's the backup right now in Seattle? Geno Smith. Okay, that's who it is. Okay. Does it even matter? 
Yeah. I mean, we didn't think it mattered in Dallas, and then Dak dies, so... I mean, no, but there's just a good track record. Yeah, Russell Wilson had been in the league a long time without injury. I mean, the other option would have been Austin Davis, but that was a bad... Russell Wilson's shown that he is... He can stay. Yeah, I mean, it's the way he runs the ball. He he gets out of bounds, he slides, he takes care of himself. There's no reason to think Russell Wilson isn't going to last the season. There's no reason to think that. Well, there was no reason to think, say, Dak wouldn't or Brady. What do you mean? But Dak doesn't have enough years to make that judgment. He's got a point. Russ has been here a while, man. Russ has been here a while. He's played a lot of fucking games. Which, speaking of, before we get off track, let's uh, let's preview Week 12, shall we? We'll skip the Thanksgiving games because those are bullshit. Um, Last year's Thanksgiving was the best. Yes, we all know yeah, that, yeah. Kyle. <laughs> we know. Uh, Giants. Not that Thanksgiving. So, let's start with the first game. Uh, Giants-Bengals. Uh, John and his Giants will go to Cincinnati to play this. The two seven and one, geez, two seven and one, really? I thought they were. Ryan Finley throws for six hundred yards. <laughs> Ryan Finley's not starting. Brandon, Brandon Allen, Allen is. Allen. Brandon Allen is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play football. Yeah, and that's no, saying a lot because I watch Drew Lock every week. And the fact that they're starting um, Brandon Allen over Ryan Finley says a lot about Ryan Finley. And I watched a lot of Boise State football. Ryan Finley is a certified scrub. Yeah. <laughs> to probably doesn't matter who they throw out there with that offensive line. Like I think the Bengals are just dead in the water. Like I, I, like I, the Giants are not a good team, but they're gonna win this game. I think probably pretty easily. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. I think the Daniel Giants Jones has played reasonably in, well the last out. couple of weeks. No, they've shown improvement week in week out. Like for the last, like I'd say three or four weeks, it seems. Like, the team is getting better, so they're by the Bengals right now are just in a spiral. So, like, I can see where this is going. It's not going to be a good game. It's not going to be fun to watch. I think Don't. the spread's six and a half or seven right now. Uh, the game six. I would take the over. Brandon Allen is, like you said, he's trash. I saw him play last year. All right. Jets-Dolphins. Trap game, anyone? I don't think no, two will be no. in this game. Trap game? What are you out of your mind? <laughs> the, Jets. The, the, the Jets. The 2020 Jets. Yeah. They almost beat the Patriots. All That's right. about it. All right. What What is more likely to happen before we move to the next game? Jets go 0-16 or the Steelers go 16-0? and 0? Jets. Uh, no, Steelers probably. Make up your I mind. I would say Steelers because the Chiefs are still putting the pressure on Pittsburgh. And most years, you know, there could be a chance that at 15-0, Pittsburgh doesn't have to play their guys week 17 and they just rest them. Pittsburgh ain't beating Buffalo, boys. I'll call it right now. Ooh, saucy. I'll call it right now. I will call it right now. Do the Bills play the Steelers? We play the Steelers. They're not beating us. When? Week 15? Uh, I don't know the exact week. I know. I will find out shortly. And it's in Buffalo, right? I believe so. Because last year, I remember one of my last year was in Pittsburgh. One of my favorite plays of last year, Pittsburgh's last in Buffalo Sunday night football. 
and Josh Allen laser beam 40 yard pass. Kyle, you as got soon this. As they Kyle, I got faith in you, man. Week 14 but in Buffalo, Sunday night football. We win that game, I guarantee you. Joe Namath. I'm guaranteeing. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. We win that game. For some weird reason, I've had a feeling all year we're going to win that game. Oh, well, I Josh kill. Allen is going to show up. I would kill to get your innate tree on right now. <laughs> and honestly, I think we're going to blitz the shit out of Big Ben and cause a lot of problems. All right. <laughs> Speaking of Steelers, Raven Steelers. Yeah, uh, I have no hope, by the way. No hope. You don't think the Ravens could win that game? No, not no, not at all. Have you watched Baltimore the last couple weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, he's got a point there. I kind of have to agree with you on that. All have right. you watched Lamar Jackson play against Pittsburgh? Yeah. yeah. I would I would rather have Trace McSorley against Pittsburgh. Wow. Uh, Jesus Christ. Former Penn State, league, great. Yes, exactly. The rest of the league, yeah, sure, Lamar, go get them. Unless it's the Chiefs, then I would rather have, like, I don't know, the ghost of Joe Flacco. All right. Bills Chargers. It's a tough game. Chargers play tough, that's for sure. I think we win. Bills win, but Herbert's gonna do his thing. Herbert's gonna have have some fun. I think the Chargers cover, but Bills win per usual with the Chargers. Alright. Next up. Uh where are the Broncos here? I'm looking for Denver. Uh is Denver on their bye week? No. Oh, there they are. They, they uh, had a COVID uh, oh, uh, okay, never mind. Sorry, Mike. Uh, Saints Broncos. Sorry, that's uh, that's by default Saints. Taysom yeah, Hill. Taysom Hill. Uh, it's six. It's I, a six point favorite for the Saints. Yeah, I'll take New Orleans. Yeah, that's true. All right, Monday Night Football, Seahawks at Philadelphia. Uh, I think it ends seventeen to nine. How the yeah. hell is this team a five point favorite? How the Only hell is a five point How the Only? hell is Seattle a five point favorite? The Eagles are like spiraling right now. The Eagles are the equivalent of a dumpster fire. The <laughs> Eagles are the, the NFC East. I mean, the Eagles are well, the equivalent of a of a hospital. Well, the whole NFC East is a dumpster fire, so it doesn't say much. That's true. Yeah. That's Although true. the winner of Washington Dallas takes the lead in the division. Really? Yeah, which I can't believe. Yep. <laughs> be I can't seven. believe that. I'll be four and seven, and that beats out three, six, and one. <laughs> you think we're about to have a six-win team? Uh, it might only be five. Uh, yeah, probably six. The only yeah, six-win like team to, to the only six-win team to win a division was Carolina in 2014. Ryan? Uh, they went seven, eight, and one. They won seven, eight, one. Okay. It's possible that this is the worst division finish in history. It's very possible. I mean, I mean, the 2010 NFC West was pretty bad. Have you watched like the divisional game? I mean, the 2010 NFC West was really bad. Also, the Rams would have won it at eight and eight if they had beaten Seattle and Sunday Night Football. Yes, I mean, thank, thank you, thank you, Sam. Shout out to Seattle and shout out to Marshawn Lynch the next week for. Bending over New Orleans. Yes. Yeah. Which, thank you, Kyle, for that trade. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I I uh, I think Seattle returns back to their balanced game of offense, which 
had their best success about. I mean, had their best success. Just balanced football. I mean, Russell Wilson is cooking too much, and he is uh, burning things. He's got thirty-two. He's got thirty-one touchdown passes to ten interceptions. He needs to cool off with the cooking. Uh, he needs to let Sierra take over. You know, but uh, take over, baby. Take over. Take over. I'm good. Um, he was cooking on Twitter today. Yeah, that's uh, literally. It's oh god. <laughs> yeah, with a, a top <laughs> no, I was I was talking about a, I was talking about what he said to Sierra. Mm, you smell like you're about to get pregnant again, baby. Wow, <laughs> I was not expecting that those words to come out of your mouth. He said that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay, pretty... Russell Wilson. Of all like things. Of all things. Do you guys remember when he had got his big contract extension and he sent a video from his bed like thanking the Seahawks? Yes, I did. <laughs> and then Tyre Locke and DJ Fluger combated it. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> He's a different kind of man. I love it. I love oh, that it. was that was so funny the first time I saw it. The first fifteen times I saw it. Oh, I was rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> Oof, that was great. Oh, man. This is, uh, what's another thing we could talk about? College basketball's back. Yes. We got we got two minutes. Yeah. Oh, what about Chiefs Bucks? That's a money grab. What, what, what? What was that? Huh? What was that? Um, I'm playing MLB The Show in the background, and my controller screamed at me. Uh, that helps. Uh, Colts Titans. I think the Titans win. Uh, Bills. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Cardinals Patriots. Uh, Cardinals. I want the Patriots to win for the sake of my division. Thank you. Uh, I don't like betting against the Patriots in Foxborough, but I think Kyler Murray is at a different level. As I, of Lamar Jackson. Rams 49ers. Uh, for the one time I'm rooting for the 49ers in this game. Jillies. Oh, uh, what's Jilly doing? I don't know. Go after it. We'll end the show on that one. Uh, thank you guys for joining us for and for starting your weekend with us here on Time to BS Podcast. If you like our stuff, be sure to check out our other stuff at... Uh, uh, <laughs> At unhingedsportsnetwork.com at unhingedsn.com. And thanks for tuning in, guys. And we hope to see you all sometime. uh, God knows when. All right. Peace. Uh